Welcome back to the one and only called to serve podcast. Uh, super happy to be here with you all on this wonderful Thursday afternoon. Um, before we get started with today's show, I did want to th- throw out there, um, Max and I, we're going to be launching a line of journals in the next little bit here. And in fact, some of them are already, already up. Um, they're specific to each mission. And so if you wherever you're called to serve, or if you know someone that's serving, um, definitely either reach out to us via the link below in the description, or um, just search it on Amazon, and uh, it should come up. But uh, without further ado, let's let's get started. Today on our episode, we have a, um, a wonderful guest here, Mackenzie Preisler. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Um, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself, just where you're from and where you're where you recently got called to serve? Yeah, so um, my name is Mackenzie. I am from North Ogden, Utah, and I've been called to serve in the Barcelona, Spain mission. Super cool over in Spain. That's exciting. And uh, I was talking to Mackenzie previous to this this episode, and uh, I was just asking if she's taking Spanish in high school. And that's no by by no means a prerequisite because there's there's been hundreds, I mean, thousands of people that haven't taken a certain language and have completely been very blessed with the gift of tongues. It's definitely a real, real gift as we read about and preach my gospel. So super exciting. Um, so Mackenzie, will you just tell us, I guess, you know, what's, what's, I guess your, just your story in terms of, um, you know, this, what led you to decide to serve? So I actually decided to serve a mission when I was in ninth grade. So forever ago, I made this nice. decision. Um, and it was one of my brother's friends. So my brother grew up in a really good friend group. His, all of his high school friends, there's like two boys in their friend group that didn't serve a mission. All of the girls served and those two boys just weren't members. Um, and so that's the only reason that they weren't able to serve. Um, so I was blessed with that, you know, example for me. And I was sitting at one of my brother's friends farewells and it's like his best friend, and he's talking about like his decision to serve a mission. And he said that when he decided to serve a mission, he picked a date and he was like, this is when I can turn in my mission papers and this is when I'm going to do it. And he stuck to that. So it kind of it hit me really hard because I was really good friends with him. And so I decided that July of 2022, I would set my date. You know, I was, I was like, I'll turn in my mission papers so that I can leave in July of 2022. And all throughout high school, I had that, like, I had a little July 2022 written on my mirror through high school, so I could look at it every day. And then um, I got to college, and I, because I decided to to take a year, to do a year of college at Utah State, and I got to college, and I was thinking, I was like, why do I have to wait until July? So <laughs> I changed my availability date to May 14th. Um, which was like two weeks after the semester ended. And I was like, yeah, I'll be good. They'll call me like June, you know, something like that. <laughs> I uh, no, I'm leaving May 16th. So next Monday. Um, and I finished finals about a week ago. So it's been a little stressful. Wow. But yeah, I decided in ninth grade that I was going to serve a mission and just going from there. I was on seminary council my senior year of high school. And I learned a lot from that. And I took institute at Utah State and loved it and it's just it's always been something that I've never really I've never wavered if I'm gonna serve a mission or not right 
wow that's a that's an inspiring story and just that that's so cool how you were just so specific with july 2022 and then you decided to bump it up that's that's so cool wow i don't think i've ever heard of anyone doing it that like specific yeah it was just it was cool it hit me he he was like decide now when you're gonna serve because you know you always hear that if you make a decision to not do something before that problem comes to pass like if you make a decision mm-hmm. that you're not going to drink alcohol before you even get offered then it's so much easier to say no to that so it's the same type of thing like decide when you're going to serve even before you ask the question am i going to serve exactly exactly and i think honestly i think that's one of the best ways to prepare is mm-hmm. it if you can mentally get into the the that just that state of mind of being okay this is when i'm going to go this is what i'm going to do on the mission you know this is kind of just who I'm going to be. Yeah. And that's, that's so cool. I, I've been, um, not to get philosophical or psychological here, but I've been reading a book called psycho cybernetics and it just talks about how it's as when you think about something, it's the, um, it's just as real in your mind as it would be in, in real life. Like your mind doesn't know the difference. And so that's just so cool. Just like creating that mentally mm-hmm. setting that goal. So, you know, okay like everything in my life needs to be right so that this is going to happen at this time. Yeah. It's kind of that same philosophy of like fake it until you make it. You're not like faking it just to fake it, but you are like psyching out your mind, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to believe this until I believe it for real. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, I don't know. It changes everything. Yeah. It's like a believe it till you become it type. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. That's so cool. That's really really awesome so the 16th wow so like four days away that's yeah yeah kind of freaking out a little bit (laughs) yeah do you have everything packed yet or um so I do two weeks of at home MTC so I don't have anything packed yet right but I have I'm pretty sure I'm have everything I need hopefully nice Nice. that's awesome that's cool so two weeks home MTC and then do you go to the Provo MTC yeah so I do four weeks in Provo Cool. And then hopefully off to Spain if my visa is mm-hmm. all approved and so. That's really cool. So, I mean, you'll get to Spain, what, in July, yeah? Yeah. I think I'd leave June 28th from the Provo MTC. That's really cool. So, yeah, so, July. <laughs> July 2022. <laughs> that's crazy. I just, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was super psyched out when I got my mission call, and I, I got my mission call in February, so that's it was like 103 days. And so everybody that I told, they were like, oh my gosh, that's so soon. I was like, yeah, I know. I had like, I finished my last final on the third and then I have 13 days and I got home on the fourth. I like moved all my stuff home on the fourth. I was like, I have 12 days to get ready for the next 18 months of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, That's, that's such an exciting time. Yeah. It really is. That really is. In terms of preparation, I know you said you just got done saying you've got 12 days to prepare for the next 18 months, but um, what have you been doing? I guess, aside from setting aside that time, setting that goal, July, 2022, being specific, what have been some things you've, you've done that you feel like have been preparing you? Um, so I feel like there's a lot of different things, like little things that I've done. Um, first of all, I have three older siblings who have all served 
And so looking to them for examples of what they did before their missions and as well as like talking to them about my mission, just discussing the unknown, because I feel like that's the scariest part about a mission is that there's so much unknown to it. And I mean, my siblings all serve different places than I'm serving, but to get a little bit of like what the mission is going to be like and what I'm actually doing Mm -hmm. has been really helpful. So talking to them, and then I have a lot of friends who are on missions right now, and being able to email back and forth with them and have their support and also get some knowledge from them has been a really great preparation for me. Um, And then I took a mission prep class up at Utah State Institute, and it was the best class I've ever taken. It was (laughs) super cool. We like did hands-on instruction, and like we did, you know, the you pretend to be an investigator, I'll teach you type thing. Um, so I did a lot of that already. And then the church actually came out with this new thing. I think they did it during COVID. Um, it's called pre-MTC language training. Mm. And so I, since ever since I got my call, I got this like email like a week after I got my call that said, like, would you like to do pre-MTC Spanish training? And I was like, well, yeah, I have no Spanish under my belt. I mean, I took ASL in high school. And so I decided to do that. And every week I've had a one-on-one training and then a group training as well with other people who are going Spanish speaking. And we've been able to like learn about the gospel in Spanish and do like one-on-one training specific with this language and like grammar stuff that they don't usually go over in the MTC. Mm -hmm. And then we've also been able to like have fake lessons between the missionaries that are going to to these spanish-speaking countries we've been able to do like one-on-one lessons with each other to work on our spanish skills and the gospel at the same time so i think that's really helped me um as far as like spiritual stuff goes i made a goal to read the book of mormon every day which i'm not very good at (laughs) but i think obviously the lord magnifies our efforts and and so i think just with my you know, with my effort to read the Book of Mormon and do my Come Follow Me every day, I've been blessed spiritually. I, I went to Utah State and you would think, oh, I'm in Utah at a you know, college not too far from my home. Like, I'm going to be good with the church. You know, like all my roommates are going to be great. Um, but I got to school in August and that was not the case. I had one other. So I lived with five other girls and I had one other roommate who was a member. And her parents had just recently left the church and about two years ago. And so it was kind of just us two against the world together. And our other roommates, two of them were from out of state and then two were from in-state. One was um, had just recently left the church. So it was kind of a tough subject. And Mm -hmm. so we kind of had to rely on each other. And um, so I was really surprised. I was like, wow, I was expecting this really easy time, but it hasn't been. But I am kind of grateful looking back on it that I was able to choose for myself. You know, there people always are like, don't rely on your parents' testimony, like do things for yourself. And it's easy enough to say, but it's kind of hard to do when you live with your parents and are going to church with them. So it was a really cool and big testimony builder for me to be able to go to church on my own and be able to like have to wake myself up to do scripture study every morning and do it in a place where like make my own little sanctuary because my roommate wasn't a member of the church. It was hard to, you know, fill the spirit in a room where she wasn't doing the greatest of things. Um, 
but I was able to make this little sanctuary for myself and study the scriptures every morning before she woke up and pray by myself. And then um, my other roommate who was a member, we did scripture study together and she helped me learn Spanish a little bit and we'd go to church together and we'd try to go to activities together. So it was really nice to be able to, to become self-reliant. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, you've been doing a lot to, to prepare. That's, that's pretty, pretty extensive and pretty admirable. I think that's, that's going to definitely help you a lot on, on the mission. Um, <clears throat> wow. And that's, that's pretty, pretty uh, noteworthy as well. Just your experience at school and just, I guess, just the things you've been learning, even, I mean, just, even just at school, like, you know, un- unexpected things, um, things you didn't think you'd encounter at, you know, Utah State University. And so that's, you brought up, you brought up a good point, just how when you're at home, you, you kind of rely on your, your parents' testimonies or your family's testimonies. And it's just, it's different. It's definitely different when you, when you leave home and you're, um, I mean, like you said, you know, it's in a sense, it was you and that other sister against the world. You know what I mean? Um, or yeah. I guess, you know, not, not against your other roommates, but just that, that defining, uh, principle or, or, or characteristic there. Um, and so just the art of being able to be self-reliant in the gospel really, and just relating that to the mission, I think, I think back to my mission and there were definitely times when I had to, uh, be, the example to my companion, you know, Hey, let's, we got to get up on time. We got to do our personal study. Um, and I mean, there were, there were times the other way as well, you know, we're not always at our best. Um, and so I think that's just super important to remember on the mission is just that as a companionship, um, like personally, you definitely want to do your best to be self-reliant and it's, it's essential. Um, but there are times when we're not as strong as we could be and we need our companion to lift us up. And sometimes we we're blessed with a companion that that's always, you know, lifting us up. It seems like, or always, you know, up we're, we're both lifting each other up simultaneously, but there's other times when we're maybe there's a transfer or two when we're having to lift our companion or, or, you know, just do our best to, to be patient with them. And, um, just cause you know, we're all at different stages. But that yeah. self-reliance factor that you brought up is really important, um, not just on the mission, but like just just for life in general. I mean, the mission just prepares you for the rest of the rest of our life here on Earth and even eternity. And so just that concept of self-reliance is is an eternal principle. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing that up. That was excellent. Yeah, you brought up the point of patience, and I feel like that's a big thing I learned this past semester, the past two semesters, I guess, is just to be patient with people, you know, like my roommates, even though they weren't members of the church, were still God's children. And I had to learn really what true Christ-like love is and how to be patient with people that I don't necessarily get along with. Yeah. Patience. That's huge. We read about that in, you know, chapter six, preach my gospel, the Christ-like attributes definitely have time on the mission and even after the mission to develop that I'm, yeah i'm definitely still working on that one but uh, it's okay i think it's one that we're all gonna have to work on forever it's one of those ones that's like ah 
did I really just say that to them? Like that was not very, I'm not being very patient with them. And yeah, that's why repentance is so nice. (laughs) Amen. Amen to that. It was, you know, just this talk on Christ-like attributes and patience and how it's a lifelong pursuit uh, reminds me of uh, when I was on my mission, when elder, we had elder Lynn Robbins come and visit, visit my mission. And he talked about how like you can learn certain things outside the mission, but those are more, you know, 101 classes. Like they're, they're not as, uh, not as intense as on the mission. Um, and, you know, eventually, you know, you get to 101, 201, 301, whatever it is uh, outside the mission. And, you know, when you, when we don't have the tag on, but on the mission, you have the opportunity to basically fast track that learning experience is, is how he put it. And so instead of starting with 101, you're starting with 201 or 301 or whatever it is. And so I just, I just have, I've remembered that. And it's, it's really cool to think about just because there's certain things you can learn on the mission. You know, obviously you grow spiritually and that's part of it is just developing those and becoming more, more like Christ. So that's, that's awesome that you're able to get a head start on learning patience. Yeah, definitely not a master of it at it for sure. I still get frustrated easily, but I think it was a really good step in the right direction. And there's lots of times that I was, you know, I'd be sitting in my room and I would hear my roommates swearing out with their friends, like just every other word they were saying was a swear word. And I was like, why would I be in this situation? And I had so many conversations with my parents as like, why would I have to go through this when I'm trying to prepare myself? And now that I look back at it and like, I'm, I've been thinking about it more recently. I'm like, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to get the opportunity to teach people who don't know what the gospel is and who might live like that because it's the only way they know how to live. And the patience that I've had to have for my roommates this semester is going to come into play, not only with companions, but with friends that we're teaching and with those who don't have a knowledge of the gospel like we do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful concept, beautiful point you bring up. Definitely, definitely will have that opportunity for sure. And, um, you know, kind of transitioning a little bit here, what would you say your why is for serving a mission? Um, I think my why for serving a mission is because the gospel brings me so much joy, like more joy than I could ever imagine. In the times in my life where I've like, you know, I've, I've had times where I've gone off a little bit and haven't been as strong, but in those times I am miserable, you know, and then I find my way back and just through Christ, everything is joyful. Even the hard times, there's joy in them. And there's, you know, it's so much easier to get through the hard times when I have Christ to rely on. And I want people to know what that feels like. And, you know, another reason is like, my family is so close. My, I have three older siblings and they're my best friends. I could not imagine doing life without them. And, you know, I know one day we're all gonna die and I'm not going to see them on the earth anymore, but because of the Savior's atonement and his plan for us, we are able to live together as a forever family. And I want people to be able to feel that joy because I know that especially with COVID, there's a lot of death in the world, you know, and I'm going to get to a family that 
you know, had a family member die of COVID or maybe one of their family members has cancer and they're not going to make it. And just to give them that little bit of hope that they will see them again. You know, this is not the end. This is just one step in our eternal progression. Definitely. Wow, that's such an amazing, amazing reason. I don't know, I could just, you could feel the, the, the conviction and the, just, I guess, just the determination and just the fact that you know that that's, that's why you're going. And that's very powerful. I know the people you teach and the people you come across on the mission will definitely be able to feel that. So we are definitely super happy for you. I'm, you know, even though Max isn't here, I'm sure he would be. <laughs> um, but again, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Um, just in closing here, what, what advice would you give to, to someone who's still on the fence of serving a mission, hasn't decided yet, still kind of wishy-washy about the whole situation? Um, just the first thing that comes to my mind is a mission will never be the wrong choice. You know, like no matter what you decide, if you do decide to go on a mission and you're worried about it being the wrong decision, the mission will never be a wrong decision. There will always be some good to get out of it. And not only will you be blessing your life, but you'll be blessing somebody else's. Um, I think there's a song, one of the youth album songs, and it says something about like, if I can bring just one soul unto Christ, even if that one soul is mine. You know, I think it's so important that to know that, you know, a mission is a big decision, but it's not ever going to be the wrong decision. That's really cool. I've never heard it put that way, actually. That's, that's excellent. There you have it. Mission is never going to be the wrong decision. Pray about it, get your answer, and go forward with faith. Thanks again, Mackenzie, for joining us on the show. We really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck over in Barcelona, Spain. Thank you.